Alright, welcome back to the keep. It's me, the motherload, and uh yeah, I know I promised to like hey we'll be back next week with a Another awesome guest, but you know, honestly, it was really hard to follow Sergeant Mark. First of all, that was amazing, and I'm really glad that we did that. It was a very successful episode, uh, which is not always the goal necessarily. Usually, it's just about like getting the coolest people, regardless of what I think the audience will be. But I'm very happy with the performance of that episode and, and how it went and all that. So that's cool. But yeah. I had like some uh, actual real life shit come up and I didn't really get to get an interview done, but that gave me an opportunity to sit down and do another one of these like little state of the keep, you know, what's going on in your brain, mother load episodes. And it's, it, you know, it's not all the time that I really get to just spend time talking about what I think because, you know, the show is typically about other people, which is how I want it to mostly stay. But, you know, there's a lot going on in the, you know, in our like little world right now. And I, I wanted to, you know, put down a, a list of everything and kind of just Get it all out at one time. So here we are. State of the keep number two. It's me. How are you? I hope you're doing good. I can't hear you because it's just me talking. And I'm going to start um, this off by, first of all, talking about the recent appearance of uh, New Blood and Dave, Dave Oshry from New Blood was on the PC Gamer Show. And they had an amazing showing, you know, with just a little vignette trailer with all their different games and everything that are coming out so many cool things I and mean, we got you know, airdorf was pretty heavily featured his game faith is you know obviously gonna wreck the world when it finally hits uh, the, the unholy trinity it's not even an fps it's just so cool and so undeniable and i'm really glad that they picked up that project um and it was peppered in throughout the whole thing it was so so cool and dave oshry you know always a badass and you know he shows up with his big scraggly beard and he's just cussing up a storm and really like representing new blood in a way that felt very true to them. But we got to talk about some of the announcements that were made. And first of all, unfortunate spacemen finally gets a full release. So that's awesome. Unfortunate spacemen, uh, for anybody who's not aware, it's like, it's an FPS, but it's like a, a cooperative kind of, kind of like that. What's that game? The Friday, the 13th game sort of thing. So, you know, one of us is the killer and no one who knows who it is. And we're all in, in, you know, on a spaceship in outer space and like that kind of thing. It's pretty cool. I recommend, you know, checking it out. Obviously, New Blood, the kick ass. It's like one of their earliest projects, you know, and to, for them to finally have finished that is uh, really cool. Um, I was happy to see that. But then we have the more tangible, like true to this show kind of stuff. So the Gloomwood demo uh, was finally dropped. And we had Dylan Rogers on the show a while back and got such an amazing guest. And Gloomwood, anyone who's just like kind of in the dark on this, first of all, go just go get the demo right now. It's on Steam, totally free. Gloomwood is kind of like a like Thief with Guns. Like that's the way they're called. They're literally like the website for it is Thief with Guns. Actually, PC Gamer Show like fucked that up. Like they fucked up the name of the website and they fucked up showing like gameplay footage of it. But regardless, like the demo's out. And yeah, so Thief plus guns. And you're in this like beautiful Victorian cobblestone kind of setting and you have these amazing weapons. Like the weapon design, like I, I really I knew from watching that it was gonna be pretty cool, but once you actually get your hands on it, you get that real Dave Szymanski touch on a weapon. So you have these these things that are going on with the game, right? You have uh, your pistol once you get the pistol. And it is a six-shot revolver. 
but you don't have a no, you know we're all used to having a number on the screen that says like that's how many bullets you have this is such a great immersive sim and that you have to like physically open up the gun and check look how many bullets you have try to remember that when you're in combat you don't have a little weapons counter to refer to it's like so if you're going to discharge that firearm first of all you know it's a stealth game so if you shoot that gun people are going to hear it and come straight at you like and second of all yeah, you better know how many bullets you have because if you run out, you're fucked. Like, and it's it's so cool, man. I, everything about it, the I'm sure there's like stuff they're gonna iron out over time and all that. But just as it stands right now, like the shotgun, it's so loud that like when you're in this setting, and it feels so quiet, it feels like you know oh, everything's kind of peaceful or like very tense because I know there's an enemy around the corner, and Somebody jumps up on you and you whip out a shotgun and that when you pull that trigger, man, it's deadening. You know, oh, like shit's about to get real. It's this is immersive sim at its absolute peak. And I cannot wait to see where they go with it from here. I I can't stress it enough. Please go check out the demo and show show Taffer King, Dylan Rogers, show uh Show New Blood, show Dave Szymanski, all all of those guys. Like, show them your love. And that brings me to the next game uh, that they, they actually put out the Ultra Kill demo officially. Like, I, we've already played Ultra, many of us have already played Ultra Kill from, like, you know, the NDDB page and all that kind of thing. But now it's got that New Blood polish on it. I, I can't stress this anymore than I think I already have on the show, but I'll say it again just for the sake of repeating myself. Ultra Kill is a representation. It's not the only game like it. There's an argument to be made. Maybe it's not even quote unquote, the best game like it. I'm not making an argument either way. Just saying that I think that that style shooter PSX sort of thing is going to be kind of the next wave to catch in the retro shooter scene. And it might even take us to the Holy land, like the point where it's no longer just, just this tiny little niche thing and it's going to be like a oh retro shooter that's a that's a genre you you know you go on twitch and you're like what kind of game are you streaming you know you type in the tag retro shooter i think that will be a thing and this is the kind of game that really seems to hit all of the right notes you know if it were a guitar solo it's like it it can resonate with any kind of person it's beautiful you can choose to play it with the old school PSX style thing, or you can make it look a lot smoother. It's up to you. You know, choose your own thing. This game uh, is like that Devil May Cry kind of thing. If you, if actually, I recommend you go back and just listen to my recent episode with Hakita, who is the dev of Ultra Kill, and also we're gonna we're gonna have him back on the show here pretty soon too. But you have like all these dash the dash mechanics, and you have these upgrades for your weapons. Like so, you get. In the demo thus far, you get a pistol and you get a shotgun and you get a sort of machine gun, like a double barrel machine gun sort of weapon. And each of these weapons has little upgrades that you can do. And, you know, so that could be, you, you can choose between like a, a setting where your pistol can overcharge sort of like Doom style, you save up and then you shoot a big blast and it does a lot more damage. Or you can do this thing where you're like flipping a coin up in the air. It's called the marksman. And then you shoot that and it reflects off and automatically hits your enemy in the weak spot. You know, whatever that happens to be. It has so much to offer. You know, double jumping or, you know, wall jumping, the platforming section, just, just in the demo, just in the first like five levels. Really impressive. 
really, really impressive. And you can start to see at the end of it, you really start to see the uh, level design where it's it's going to become a little bit more complex than like the sort of linear way that we first saw the game represented. So I'm very happy with this. The boss fights, even now, the boss fights are so cool and they're only going to get cooler. That I don't want to spoil it, but yeah, it's play the demo. Play the demo if you haven't already. Now is the time to get your feet wet in Ultra Kill. So... Yeah, I, I'm so stoked for that. The other uh, couple, you know, we have a, I have a whole list of things to talk about. So the next thing I wanted to do is kind of give a verbal sort of review of the Dread X collection. Now, if you didn't hear my episode pretty recently with uh, Ted Hetchke of Dread XP and Dread Central, he's an amazing writer. He's been writing, you know, horror uh, review forever and. It's just such a, he's just such a cool guy. Like he's a really, really cool guy. He's, he's one of those just beautifully, uh, charitable and idealistic kind of guys. That, like it's just like he's infectious. Like being around him really makes you feel inspired to like work a little harder and try a little better to be a better person. Cause you're not quite going to put the output that Ted, you know, does into the world. So first of all, hey, Ted, love you, man. But his, uh, his recent game, the Dread X Collection, right? It's a collection of 10 horror games, you know, 10 PTs, playable teasers um, for what would be these devs' dream games, essentially. Like, So it's a, it's a, a playable teaser for what would be, hopefully, a full-length game with all of its ideas fleshed out later on. And you get that for 7 bucks. you pay 5 you know to the developers and two of those dollars, the other two go to uh, doctors without borders. That's incredible. You know, so this is a great deal. You get 10 games for seven bucks and two of them go to charity. That's 50 cents a game plus a charitable donation. Uh, You, you can't go wrong with this. Um, And all of these games are pretty self-contained. It's not like you're just getting left off with like a crazy cliffhanger. It's not part of a game. It is like, like I said, a PT. So I wanted to like kind of get into what were my favorite ones. There's 10 of them. Uh, when I if I don't say the name of a game in here, that doesn't mean that it's not awesome. Actually, actually, I really do think that all ten of these games are worth your time to try out. These are just the ones that really stood out to me. Like I want to, I want to buy the rest of this game. So, first of all, my favorite one is Hand of Doom. It is by Torpal Duke. He he's also, I guess, by that name, he's famous for uh, Earl's Day Off which he did with Airdorf. And he's got a, you know, he's got a background in the world of PC gaming other than this or just video game dev in general, but so Torpal Duke, that name associated with Earl's Day Off. And this game Hand of Doom, man. It's like a you you're you're an encanter. You're like a, a sorcerer of types and you you have like little chants, you know, it's a four by three kind of layout, very old, old school style game. And you just kind of walk around the map and you have these puzzles that involve you casting spells or encanting spells by repeating, uh, one of your four key phrases, uh, you know, syllables that you would say. And also you get a dagger at one point that you can use bloodletting to kind of add to the combo. And it, it's just such a, such a cool concept. I, it's, it's an FPE, something it's not a shooter you don't shoot anything really but it's first person it looks you know like like a doom sort of style graphics it's got everything that you would think 
would make something super cool to this audience. And I love it. I cannot wait to see a full release of that game. So hopefully Torpal Duke continues to work on it. And I'd like to, I don't know if he's ever going to hear this, but I will invite him to be on the show at some point, specifically for this game, because it's so good. The other one, uh, okay, so the Outsiders is the one that I got to play before the game was fully released. That was what Ted was kind of shopping around to all the streamers and content creators. I really enjoyed that. So much so that I, uh, I was starting this kind of like I'm trying to start a culture of paying it forward, right? So I bought, I got my copy of Dread X for free. So what I did was I bought two copies and gave them to friends with the understanding that I'm giving this to you and you will owe me in return, uh, not to pay me back, but to give it to someone else. And like hopefully that just spirals out from there. So yeah, the outsiders. I don't want to like spoil it for the people who haven't played it, but I've, I've talked about it on the show before. So essentially it's like a live, die, repeat sort of situation an escape room almost. And you kind of slowly have to figure out the puzzle to get out of this house. And it's really, really cool. That was the game that, as I said, as I was getting at earlier, that's the game that when I bought this for people, I was like, not only will you have to buy this for someone else, but I want to watch you play Outsiders for the first time. I did that with Brand Flakes, and she had a great time, I think. And it's if any game was going to sell you on this package, that was definitely the right choice by Fred to kind of shop around to everybody. It's such a the, these are all made in like seven days. I believe that they had seven days to make the games, and this is such a complete experience that it's really hard to believe that it was only done, you know, in the course of seven days. But somehow Malek he he pulled it off. And outstanding game, highly recommended. Very, very cool first-person horror game. Uh, the Pony Factory that was David Szymanski's game. Ted told me when we were, you know, when he was hinting at everything that the games that you think, you know, when you hear the developers' names or you've played their stuff before, that you think are going to be the best standout games are not actually like I think you're going to like ones that you didn't think that you would like before. Now. I will say that I thought I was going to like the Pony Factory because it's Dave Szymanski and I love him and his work and New Blood and everything. And I was right. It's fucking awesome. Like, it's really, really cool. It's obviously not totally clean and perfect. Uh, it's an early idea for what would be something else. But such a cool game. Genuinely scary. Like, genuine horror when you play this game. The monsters coming out of the dark. They're like these weird, fucked up, fleshy pe- like people that have been like pushed through a machine and mechanically turned into these like unicorn pony monsters it's fucking terrifying dave Szymanski, if you I mean, if you haven't played his older games you know before dusk because everybody knows him like as the meme lord kind of retro fps guy david is a masterful storyteller a master of atmosphere and he's got such a twisted creative mind it, it's unbelievable and he really brought his a game to the table with the pony factory and I, I hope that gets a little bit more polish and hopefully we get to see that idea through so check that one out also uh Zalevier nelson made mr bucket told me to this is also a first person horror game but it's a bit different there's no shooting of any kind in this game this is strictly a kind of like psychological torture sort of situation as and i'm not going to go too into detail because i think you should play this one for yourself without me yammering about it but 
Imagine the movie Castaway, but if Wilson were evil, that's basically what you get out of this. So try that one out. It's really cool. And then there was another. Okay, Shatter was a standout for me. Like, not even like, not scary, but horrifying in the sense that it's disturbing. This is like a a game that seems to hint at you know your brain. Uh, interfacing with technology and you know perceiving things that you were previously unable to perceive in the world and you really get that sense you play through it there's like these like fly monsters that are like you know not available to you until you get a neural uplink sort of situation i don't know how to explain this other than like really really cool retro shooter really like it and it to me this was like a standout of the package and then the last one i want to talk about as i said before uh Ted warned me, like, you're not, the games that you think you're going to be into are not necessarily going to be the ones that you think are, like, really the standouts. And when I played Don't Go Out, like, I I walked into this, like, okay, I'm going to play this just for the sake of completion. I'm not really, I I appreciate, like, that style of game, the roguelite thing. So Don't Go Out is, like, like a roguelite-looking, like, top-down, dungeon-crawlery sort of game. And you sort of interface with it through uh, trading cards that like give you little special abilities. I'm sure there's a more beautifully articulate, intelligent way to, to describe this genre. It's just not one that's like at the forefront of my uh, schema of the world. You know, that's that's not what I do. I do this, you know, the whole shooter thing. But you know, I, I first started playing it, and I didn't understand it, and I'm like, oh god, this is such a pain in my ass. But I sort of got it after a bit. Like I started realizing how it works and you have to play with the lights and you have less light every turn. You try to, you know, escape that level and there are, you know, uh, plant monster things that are sort of growing over time and you, it's turn-based. So you have to like kind of, you get more than one character. You like, you draw cards that allow you to have like up to like four or five characters on the board at the same time. And you want to strategically, space them around and keep them from interfacing with the the monsters or with the plants that are growing that'll kill you so that you at least one of them or hopefully multiple of them survive that level really really cool uh absolutely a standout of the package very uh impressed by that and again i'm not dissing on any of the other games all there's they're all cool they're all worth it i'm just these are my favorite ones that i felt like i really needed to say like these are Definitely, if you don't do anything else. If you don't play the whole Dread X collection, definitely play these games. So, awesome. And so many cool, like Scythe Dev Team's game, Carthanks, just the whole deal. Get the Dread X collection. It's well worth your seven bucks. You can't go wrong with it. And I, it would appear that they are already uh, talking about Dread X 2. So, and, and they tweeted that. I'm not giving you a, a spoiler, but really, really cool. And I hope they continue to just keep up in the ante with that. Great, great idea. Great package. Dread XP, Ted Hitchkey, those guys are absolutely killing it. So, next topic. Night Dive's System Shock. I uh, got a demo update. Uh, I did a video a while back uh, after we did the podcast with uh, Steven Kick, and he was really cool and let me play the demo kind of early, so I, like, I got to do the, uh, the video, and... They finally, uh, you know, got a content update out. It's got a lot of quality of life improvement and everything, and I, I'm really excited to see how people interact with that. Um, 
I just got, we got to keep reminding ourselves that like what a crazily uphill battle they have with uh, you know impressing people with this game. I absolutely love it. I think it's stunning. It, it doesn't fundamentally change anything about you you know what you liked from System Shock or anything. It's just a beautiful new you know updated version of it. That's that's their goal. They're great at doing that, and I'm hoping that everyone continues to you know enjoy it and like it and see it that way. Uh, that that said, I also wanted to bring up a Citadel, that which is a another sort of independent remake of System Shock. It's not this uh, AAA style thing. It's like genuinely like a straight up re uh, remake of System Shock and. That one, I, I got to play a little bit of it too, and I really think it's also very promising. So keep an eye out for it as well. That's pretty much it for System Shock news. It's not really a news. It's just like I I was just ups- excited about it, and I wanted to get it off my shit. Like, oh, this is so cool. Uh, next thing on my little list here was to talk about 3D Realms new stuff. That I mean, Jesus, they're really amazing me with Wrath. Like, I... Uh, I've been playing Wrath since day one. I, I really like it. Uh, I followed each little update. In the most recent update, we get a, a new whole new level, and this is, I mean, on a different plane. It's so good. It's like this haunted house. Not not haunted house, but like, like an abandoned mansion sort of level. You get new enemies, new weapons, and this is atmosphere at its best. Like, this is such an amazing project, Killpixel. Just... They're bringing on some of the most amazing mappers from the Quake community, you know, years and years of experience. If you haven't heard my episode with Killpixel, definitely recommend you check that out. And we are going to have him back on the show very soon to continue to talk about these updates. Um, because with that said, uh, not that I'm privy to anything, but if you're looking at the roadmap on Steam, it has been updated and they've got big content surprise marks. Uh, it's marked from... August 6th to September 20th for Wrath. So whatever that is, I'm sure it's going to be absolutely amazing. And we're all going to love it. So keep an eye out for that for sure. Other things going on with New Blood. They've been teasing. They did the the Switch release for um, Ion Fury. That was really cool. And I I know they had like some a rough start, but like they patched it. and It's working now. And that's awesome. I'm really happy about that. But... The big thing that's on everybody's mind when it comes to 3D Realms is if you go to their Discord server, there are these two channels. One's called Unannounced FPS and the other one was called Unannounced FPS number two. And everybody's like, what the fuck is this? You know, and like it's been a fun thing. Everybody's trying to figure out like what's it going to be? What's it going to be? And so what they started to do is kind of they have like little question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark, blah, 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 H, more question marks. Like, so that just you get one letter out of it. And the second one is unannounced FPS2. That one's G, four question marks, N. Um, so these are, we have two guaranteed high-quality retro shooters coming out of one of the greatest studios that has you know, ever existed and is definitely in a newer, better, awesome place right now with Fred and, and all that kind of thing. So that's really exciting news. Even though we don't know a whole lot about it yet, I want to continue to follow this. I'm going to keep bothering those guys as much as I can to try to get, you know, whatever scoop I can get on it. You know, that's, that's great. But 
really excited about the fact that Three Realms is just continuing to up the ante and, and keep keep pushing forward with what you know what they know that their fans want, and that's that's me. I know what I want. I want more of these awesome games, like you know, like Iron Fury, like Wrath, like uh, all of it. So that was really cool. Running with Scissors, uh, coming out with Postal 4, No Regerts. Civi had a really great video on it. If you haven't checked it out, I recommend you go ahead and do that ASAP. It's really, really cool. But, yeah, if you haven't played Postal 2, I actually just recently went through and played through all of Postal 2 and all of its, you know, Apocalypse Weekend and Paradise Lost and everything. And I feel like, you know, I'm not going to... I'm not going to talk about politics and shit on the show. I'm just saying that like in the world that we're in right now, wow, do we need something like Postal to be part of, you know, what we're dealing with. Like we need to laugh. People need to laugh. We need to lose our tense, you know, feelings. And I can't think of anything, you know, the only other thing other than Postal that really tickles that for me, that really gets to that nerve is like South Park. I was like, I've, I've been watching everything going on in the world and be like, man, we really need a South Park season right now. I it's like painful to me to know that I have to wait to see what they're going to come up with because I'm sure it's going to be fucking hilarious, whatever it is. Like Matt, Matt Stone and Trey Parker are the greatest satirists of our time, and I would also tack on Running With Scissors, you know, Vince Desi and Mike J right up there in the same realm. They're just not quite as famous, but uh, Postal 4 looking awesome. Really can't wait to see uh, how it turns out over time. And I have reached out to them, and it looks like we're probably going to have them on the show at some point, hopefully uh, within, I don't know, next few months or whatever. We'll see what happens. But, you know, that Run With Scissors is, uh, it would be crazy not to have them on the show. Like, there's such an obvious fit in for exactly what we're into here. So hopefully that works out. Really looking forward to it and uh, just looking forward to it, the, the development of that game in general all the way around. Other thing on my list, uh, so if you guys haven't seen this going around, there's the itch.io bundle for racial justice and equality. Uh, again, no political statements here. That's not what this show's about. But what I am saying is that if you, you'd have to be insane not to recognize a good deal when you see one. And you get something like a thousand games for five bucks. All, you know, not all just like indie-ish shit, you know, not super small, whatever games. Some of them are, you know, there's some chaff in the wheat for sure. But I took the liberty of going through it and finding all the stuff that I think is uh, relevant to this show and go ahead and point it out to you. So there there are several really cool retro shooters right there in this bundle. First, uh, first one that kind of popped out to me was Heavy Bullets. Heavy Bullets is a game by Devolver Digital. It's been around for a while. It's one of those, it's like, it looked really cool. Uh, I just never got around to paying money for it, you know, and I just didn't. I just didn't get to do that. So, but now I got it for. I think it, you know, it's probably like a ten, fifteen dollar value. Got it for whatever a thousandth of five dollars is. So, bam, done. Gonna check that out. Looks dope. It's got like a really cool kind of spacey, low poly thing going on. Three uh, D, you know, everything's in three D. It, it looks dope. Really gonna, I mean, I'm looking forward to trying that one out. The other one was uh, Penance. Penance is a, like this old school style FPS. It's got uh, you, you play as like this fucking lizard 
Templar thing, I, whatever it, it's got multiple modes. So they have like your handmade campaign levels, and you have also like endless procedurally generated uh, generated thing going on. Really cool looking. I uh, I've heard a little bit about this. I've heard people say like, oh yeah, it's worth it. It's definitely worth playing. But if you get it for a thousandth of five dollars, then I don't see why it's not worth your time to try it out. Just saying, that's another one in the pack that you should pick up. Um, Spirits of Xanadu, that's a really cool one. That is a it's by Good Morning Commander, and it was published by Night Dive. And that one is it's an atmospheric, you know, uh, it, almost like M Sim style thing where you're exploring this uh, spaceship called the Xanadu, and it reminds me of Alien, you know, the Nostromo and everything, set in like an alternate, uh, I guess 1980s sort of thing. Really cool puzzles in it, the whole deal. Like that, you can't go wrong with that. That, that well, well worth picking up amongst all these other games for the price. Uh, Dorigo Games. This is somebody that I recently kind of got tuned into, and I'm really happy that I did. I'm actually I'm probably going to reach out to this guy at some point. But two of his games that I, I saw two of his games were on this bundle. One of them is called Sis Crusher. It came out in like 2018. I can't believe this one got past me. It's a sci-fi first-person shooter with like the synth wave soundtrack. It's got the whole like the 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 setup is essentially you are looking at what appears to be this I don't know dystopian future sort of world, and all you get is in the tagline is like the system is corrupt. You have to fix it. It just, I don't know, it screams kind of that nostalgic 80s cyberpunk sort of vibe. I'm just, I'm digging this. I'm totally looking forward to checking that out. And he's also got this other game on there called Stowaway. And we're just talking about this with Spirits of Xanadu, but this one kind of gave me that sort of alien vibe where it's a, it's a sci-fi horror shooter and you're like the last of like a, a small crew of, let me read it off the, their site. Uh, skeleton crew of decommissioned orbital space station find themselves host to an unexpected guest. I mean, that just sounds dope. I'm going to be playing the fuck out of this stuff, man. That's like top of the list. Um, yeah, like, again, I'm going to say that probably after each one of these. You'd be crazy not to spend your $5 and get all this amazing content. Then, um, there's this strange realm of mine. This is by Doom Griever, I believe. Yeah, Doom Griever, that's their name. And it's pretty interesting. It's a retro shooter. It's a very story-driven sort of situation. I played a little bit of this one, actually, just because I was so kind of curious about the description. It it has a lot of uh, poetry involved in it. And I mean, like, actual poetry. It's, like, based around poems. And it has this weird way of introducing the story. You sort of pick a character... And then it tells you like right off the bat that your your character is going to die, so just like do the best you can or whatever. And then I think over time you kind of acquire more and more people uh, to come to like your lodge. It's supposed to be representational of the afterlife. Very very cool, very artsy, and you know not our typical thing. You know it's not like you know most of our stuff's like oh it's fucking brutal. Like this sounds like a very thoughtful kind of addition to the retro shooter genre. I'm really really excited about that. Another one was, uh, I just found this one, Into the Mist. Uh, the one you get in the pack is Into the Mist 2, The Cult. This is by the other guy. 
and it's a horror FPS. Uh, you're like in, in an abandoned town. When I, you know, I, the way I see it from the description, I'll I'll try it out at some point. I'll come back and talk about it. But it seems like the movie The Mist. Like you're in a town, it's covered by mist, and you kind of go around. And this one appears to have elaborated on the previous game, and that there's now a cult that you know you've been captured by, and you know you're escaping. Retro shooter sounds great. I like the uh, the graphics look very doomy, like that that two two D poly sort of thing. So. Yeah, that's another one on the list. Um, and, and a few others that these are not like retro shooters necessarily, but just some awesome looking games that I can't believe, again, that they're giving away for such a small amount of money. It's really cool. It's, you know, charity. I think it goes to the... Actually, I'll just look it up real quick. Let's see. You can make your own decisions. So this is split 50-50 between the NAACP Legal Defense and Education Fund and the community bail fund. So, yeah, it's regardless, you know, of what it is, you know, that means something to you in the world or any of that shit. I'm just saying you'd have to be completely insane to pass up on such a great deal. And also, you know, it's not every day that you get such a great deal knowing that it, you know, at least, at least the intention here is for it to help people. And that's, that means something. And so far, they've raised almost $7 million out of their original $5 million goal. So go, you know, I'm just saying, man, get get in on a sweet deal. But some of the other games that they're giving away, uh, Celeste is in there. That's awesome as fuck. Receiver is like a really cool kind of a tactical, tactical gun game. I, I thought that was really interesting and amazing. You know, again, such a small price for such a wide array of things. The Enigma Machine is one of those. Like that looks dope as shit. Sagebrush is actually in this pack. That's uh, Nate Barons, who was recently on our show, also making the Retro Shooter Effigy. And yeah, go listen to his show if you haven't already. But what else? Whisper in the Darkness. There's some like really cool. It's not all just game games. Some of this is a uh, like interactive books. So Whisper in the Darkness, H.P. Lovecraft's story. Uh, you know, kind of made as an interactive experience, and. There's a, a few other that are like a tabletop RPG. I didn't even realize. I always just thought that itch.io was about video games. And now I realize that there's a whole bunch of shit going on here that I had no idea about. Like some, some cool content there. And then the last one that I wanted to mention was Omega Knot. And that one looks really cool because uh, it's essentially, it looks like exactly like Star Fox. Like Star Fox 64, one of the fucking most badass games ever. And. Yeah, seeing a, something like that built for the PC, I, I know that's my wife would go ape shit over this, and she will when she gets home and sees it that I have it for her to play. But yeah, you can't, you can't, you'd have to be insane not to throw your five bucks at this and get all this amazing content. Uh, you know a good deal when you see one, folks. That's all I'm saying. Anyway, uh, I'm just gonna leave here. That's that's pretty much it for me. But I do want to leave here saying that um. It's it's June 14th when I'm recording this, right? Late at night. Got to go to work tomorrow. And I just, I've got to leave you guys with something. So first of all, I, I just, I always have to say thank you to the people who support this show. Um, especially those on Patreon or who, you know, whatever. If you donate, you go to inthekeep.com and go to our support tab. You can see all that shit. It doesn't matter. But I try to keep track of everybody who helps out and, Truly, really humbled by the uh, the recent influx of people. We got 
three new Patreon supporters within, like, I think since the last time I updated you guys on it. So Red Eyes, Green Dragon, Anthony, and Robert, thank you all very much. I'm, I'm honored that, you know, you find this show valuable enough to, you know, put your dollar down and show your support. You guys are absolutely outstanding. I thank you and the Drown God Katala thanks you very much. It's so humbling and so cool. But, you know, without gushing too much, I want to uh, go ahead and tell everybody that, that has, you know, come this far and supported the keep and everything. I can't give you all of the details yet. All I want you to know is that w- without making a promise that I can't keep, over the next couple of months, this show is going to get so much cooler, you won't even be able to believe it. Like we, We've got plans. We've got good, awesome things on the horizon. We're really, I'm working my ass off. The apostles are working their asses off. We're all just, we're bringing it 100% to try to make this the best experience for you that we possibly can. And thank you to everyone who's stuck through, through the, you know, the difficult episodes or the, you know, the me learning how to do audio interface shit or, you know, whatever. Every bit of it, those of you that have stuck through it uh, thick and thin, and those of you who have just jumped on board, welcome. We're happy to have you. Thank you so much for what you're doing uh, for this community. Thank you so much for what you've done for me on a personal level. And we'll be back next week with an awesome interview. I'm not sure who it'll be yet. I've got a few people lined up, but whatever the case, please keep your fucking head on your shoulders. Don't act like a jackass. Be a good person. Love that neighbor. Stay in the key.